You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What up, though, Cash and Ticket family? It's the West Coast correspondent, Martin Weiss. And you know what? I asked and you delivered. I listened to the Monday Mailbag, which, first of all, I appreciate everybody that likes and rates reviews and subscribes and emails the pod and all of that. Of course, that's what keeps this thing going, and that's why the to- these episodes keep dropping on your timeline. And I appreciate all the suggestions of what you know, Mike and Jim were leaving out of the NFL. And that, one of those things was Thursday Night Football. And this Thursday Night Football is the Lions game, right? Obviously, Mike and Jim, both in Detroit. Congratulations to my boy Cookies on bagging that morning show slot. That's huge. And salute to Mike Stone, Stoney from 97 on the ticket, a legend, stepping down and uh, propping his feet up and turning that alarm clock off because it's been going off at 3.15 in the morning. For the longest time, I'm sure. But shout out to y'all for going ahead and saying, can we get a little Thursday night action? Can we get a little Thursday night love? And here it is. I'm going to break down this Thursday night matchup, the Packers and the Lions, in just a minute. But first, I want to give a big middle finger to Mike Valenti. Now, as y'all know, I live on the West Coast. So... You know, the one o'clock kicks are not happening at one o'clock for me. The one o'clock kicks are 10 a.m. kicks for me on the West Coast. A little, a little, uh, you wake up, you scramble some eggs, you fry up some bacon, you make some coffee, and you sit down and you start to watch NFL football. It's a weird thing. Football brunch. Imagine that. That's kind of the way things go out here. I'm awoke, awoken at five o'clock in the morning. Five o'clock Sunday morning. Mike Valenti texted me, keep that same energy today. What energy, Mike? What are we talking about? Then he proceeds to tell me how he was 5-0 in college and how he's going to smoke my NFL picks this week. I mean, just talking big and bad. Mind you, as great as a weekend he had, he tells me, (laughs) he tells me, yeah, and I've got all these individual sides parlayed in a pick with the Raiders. And you know what, Mike? That's what you get. Josh McDaniels kicking that field goal to cut an eight-point deficit to five. That's what you get for talking shit. But you know what? 
I may, just may, have a peace offering for the Detroit faction of the Cash the Ticket podcast that want that only really truly can come from the West Coast correspondent. I got the things in the works. All right, let's get into the game. The Lions at the Packers. Packers are home dogs in Lambeau Field. That is insane to me to believe. And part of the reason why is because it's never happened in my lifetime. Sure, it's happened a few times, but like that's because the Packers were starting their backup quarterbacks. The last time the Lions were favored against in Green Bay against the Packers starting quarterback was 1986. I was born in 1989. So there you go. Both of these teams 2-1 and one on the season. The Packers are 3-0 and oh against the spread. But quietly, the Lions have won the last three times that these two teams have faced each other. Obviously, different quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. But we've seen the beginning of Jordan Love so far. And he's been impressive. If he had thrown for three touchdowns against the Saints, he would have been one of four quarterbacks to throw for three touchdowns in his first three starts. One of the other ones, Patrick Mahomes, I forget the other two. But, and while I'm high on this Packers team in general, I'm not sure if right now is the spot to back them. They blew a 14-point lead to the Falcons in week one and lost that one. And we're down 17 to nothing to the Saints before Derek Carr went out of the game with the sprained AC joint. Now, Derek Carr had lost more double-digit leads than anybody else in the NFL last year, so I don't, I'm not blaming Jameis Winston necessarily for blowing the lead, especially seeing as he got into field goal range and Blake Groupie missed a kick. That probably would have won the game for the Saints. But it's just a matter of, you know, Saints come out, the team that's had trouble offensively scoring the ball, they move the ball, they score points early. The Falcons come out, a team with Desmond Ritter, who has not looked good so far. They score some points early. Meanwhile, your Detroit Lions have been able to overcome the allegations of being defensive frauds. They held Atlanta, one of the best run games in the league, to no touchdowns, seven sacks, and gave up the few ones fewest amount of points since the start of the Dan Campbell era scored 20 points on that Atlanta defense as well offensively I'm going to go ahead and say that this is the best defense that Jordan Love has faced in his NFL career something to be said about that also Dan Campbell has covered 10 straight games against the NFC North was 6-0 against the spread against the NFC North last season. You know what that means? I think the Lions have the coaching advantage here. I know Matt LaFleur is a big analytics guy, and so is Dan Campbell. The Lions just might have the coaching edge here. We'll see how Matt LaFleur plays out without Hall of Fame first ballot Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Jordan Love's looked good so far. But just in general, even with the most of these games having Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback, Matt LaFleur, 2-6 and six against the spread as a coach of the Packers against the Lions. I think the Lions are the better team in all three phases. 
think the Lions have better special teams. The Packers have had bad special teams under which under Matt LaFleur the entire time he's been there. Keyshawn Nixon is a dynamic punt returner, but you see they're now they moved on from Mason Crosby. They give up kick returns, they give up punt returns. And uh, it's just something that has been a hallmark of Matt LaFleur's coaching career so far. He does not pay attention to the defensive at, and special team sides of the ball nearly as much as he does the offensive side of the ball. That's how these coaches are when they subcontract out the defenses and the special teams to other people like Rich Basakchia, who is a good special teams coach, but ultimately, you know, it's the head coach has to be over there and in charge of what's going on. And I feel like Matt LaFleur is much more focused on this offense than he is on anything else. Where Dan Campbell, while an analytics guy, is to me the perfect blend of football guy and analytics guy. He takes control of every aspect of his team, offense, defense, special teams. He's in charge. He's in command. And uh, I like that about Dan Campbell. And I think that's a big reason why he's covered 10 straight games against the NFC North. A big reason why he's one of the more profitable coaches against the spread just in general. The NBA playoffs are underway, and you want to get to the game? Me too, but I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with Game Time. Game Time is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on Game Time actually go down closer to tip-off. Save up to 60% buy-in last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the, uh, the game in the app. Flash deals, under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt, it stands out. Red fire emoji, cheapest seat, 115 bucks, And that's all-in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used game time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom, you click in, easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with game time. Download the game time app and create an account. Use that code CASH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code Cash, C-A-S-H, for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Night game unders are nine and two so far to start this year, forty nine and twenty four since the start of last season. You look at the two offenses that we're looking at: Lions averaging about twenty four points a game, but that's boosted by Brian Branch with an interception return for a touchdown in Week One and an overtime game in Week Two. Green Bay's averaging about twenty six points a game, but they played the Bears in Week One, and the Bears not a real football team. I love the under here. Under 45 and a half. I'm definitely taking that. And I'm taking the Lions on the money line here. 
I know the spread is just one and a half, but let me tell you something. If you if you had the Packers last week, you know just how much that half matters. One point wins happen all the time in the NFL. And because of that, I don't mind laying a little extra juice here and betting on the Lions money line minus 122. Yeah, you're 22 cents over and yeah, one and a half looks nice, but this is a division game. It's going to be low scoring. It's going to be close. Vegas thinks it's going to be close. I think the Lions are the better team. But the Packers injury report, they get some of these guys back like Aaron Jones. I think he's probably the best offensive player that they got right now. Christian Watkins, who's a deep threat. I, you know, Those are the things that if this game was being played on Sunday, I think we might be looking at a different team favorite. But it's not. It's played on Thursday. And so that's what we got. I think the Lions win this one. May not cover. So I'm betting them on the money line. And I'm taking the under 45 and a half. Now let's get into some props real quick and get us out of here. Try to keep this thing under about 15 minutes. I'm taking Jordan Love over 16 and a half rushing yards. Jordan's gone over this in two of the three games so far. Now... Taking Jordan Love over 16 and a half rushing yards. He's gone over this in two of the three games so far this year. Uh, and I see this being a game in which the Lions are able to get pressure on Love. He's going to have to roll out. He's going to have to move around. Not only that, they're not afraid to call design runs for Jordan Love. We saw a zone read for him in the red zone last week. So they're not afraid to call running plays for Jordan Love. So anytime you see a number that's like under 20 for a quarterback that they actually are calling running plays for, I like it a lot. Secondly, while Jordan Love's only been pressured 18% of the time this season, which is by far the best in the NFL, out of those 18% of the time, he has... Out of those 18% of the time this season, he's rushed scrambled seven times for 11 yards per scramble. So we're looking at a design run potentially, a few scrambles, and then boom, we're right there. I think we can get over this 16 and a half with less than four rushing attempts out of Jordan Love, and I don't think he'll have more than five. So I think we're in good shape there. Another... Packers prop that I'm looking at is Luke Musgrave. His catch number right now sitting at three and a half and is juiced to the under. I actually like the over here. The first two weeks, he had five catches total. Week three, though, he had six as the Packers were coming back against the Saints. I think Matt LaFleur, historically in his offense, likes to feature his tight ends a little bit as we're easing Aaron Jones back in to the lineup if he even plays. I think we see opportunity for Musgrave. And one of the things, I kind of look at this when I'm trying to pick a prop. I'll look at the other correlated props and see what it looks like. His anytime touchdown, Luke Musgrave, is priced at 3-1. to one. Sam Laporta is priced at plus 240. But Laporta's receptions are priced at over 4.5, where Musgrave's is over 3.5. To me... The discrepancy in any time touchdown for a guy like Laporta, who has been getting all of the love, deservedly so, from the start of this season, and is, you know, a tier two, maybe tier, like right there, borderline tier two, tier three fantasy option and tight end. 
think Luke Musgrave being so close to that, I think it's a sign, and I'm going to take it. Luke Musgrave over three and a half. Now, some Lions props. Aiden Hutchinson to record a sack and the Lions to win. That's a FanDuel special price at plus 250. Hutchinson had two sacks last game, was shut out against the Chiefs, although got home quite a bit. I think the Packers could be missing both David Bakhtiari and Elgin Jenkins, two of the big uglies on the front line. Like we said, Jordan Love's been pressured the fewest times out of anybody this season. But big game, national game. Aiden Hutchinson has rose to the occasion a few times here, and I like him to get a sack here and the Lions to win. Take it at plus 250. It's one of those FanDuel specials. Second Lions offensive prop that I like, Jameer Gibbs. It's not out yet. I'm recording this Wednesday night, 1030 Eastern. So check for this. He had 17 carries for 80 yards last game, which was by far the most he's had. David Montgomery still nicked up. I expect that Jameer Gibbs will play just about the same amount of snaps, if not more, that he played in week three. He played 60% of the snaps in week three. I think that goes up potentially. I expect his prop number to be around 60 yards. I would play it upwards to about 65 yards rushing. I think this guy has a ton of juice. He's got a ton of juice in his legs. You see it. He's an electric runner. Now, some figuring out the rest of the offense, I think, is some of the struggles here. But, and then also, you know, might be, we heard that that training camp story, you know, we use him in all these different and interesting type of ways. So, all-purpose yards, I think he'll definitely be over 100. But I do expect him to have over 65 rushing and that's about the number I'd play it at. I'd be a little wary of anything else. But I do think that uh, Jameer Gibbs is, as the kids say, one of them ones. And it will be on display on Thursday night. That'll do it for me, Martin Weiss. You want to rate, review, subscribe, email cashtheticketpodcast at gmail.com. You can get me on Twitter at Martin Weiss. You know, let me know what you think. Give me any suggestions that what you'd like to hear on Cash the Ticket. But for that, I'm out and let's go Lions. Especially since I bet on you today.